Hello again. So this session is focused on what I call doing, which really is the culmination in a sense of this arc of reflection on how it is that mindfulness can support us in cultivating a deeper capacity for courageous, diverse uh, community and, 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 and work in the world. So the doing part, <laughs> this is the part that I think a lot of folks are kind of often anxious to get to when we talk about working together across uh, diverse settings for equity. Um, and, and to be honest, there's so much work to be done, frankly, um, that I understand that entirely. And yet, one of the ways that I think mindfulness and compassion practices can help us is to help build a kind of a way of being with this work that is really um, important if we're gonna stay with it for the rest of our lives. In other words, we wanna make sure that we have that energy of the capacity for sort of steadfast stamina in the work, which means that it's gonna look different at different times. It means that it's gonna require different types of investments and levels of energy at different times, different types of collaborations at different times, um, stepping in and pulling back when circumstances um, suggest that that's the wisdom that's called for. So ultimately, I what I think, I just want to say that I think mindfulness and compassion help embed a way of being with the work of equity that can sustain us over time. And that is what I personally think is really, really, really called for right now. In other words, it's so easy to feel like we're going to take up these projects of equity. We're going to do, you know, make a difference. And then we're going to be able to, phew, slough it off and say, we did that and we're, we're done with that. And, you know, we're, what we're talking about equity again. I thought we did that. I thought that was last quarter's work. Actually, what I think, uh, what I think many of us are coming to see in this era and what my work has really been about is really embedding this sense that, these practices of mindfulness and compassion may be seen as just one way of helping us become more awake and aware of the way that our own lives, whatever our backgrounds are, whatever our work in the world is, our own lives embed work for us to do around just sort of seeing where there is inequity, where there is injustice or unfairness. And by injustice here, I'm just gonna say, I'm talking about maldistribution of resources for thriving. And there can be a kind of inequitable distribution of those kinds of resources wherever we are in any kind of diverse setting. The legacies and patterns of our cultures, you know, winners and losers, right? The idea of who belongs and who doesn't, again, these, patterns, whether it be the patterns, frankly, of a culture in which, in which race has mattered and not just mattered in an indiscriminate way, but we've embedded, um, you know, the notions in, of a history of, of what we now know as white supremacy. That's just one example of how it is, depending on our culture, on our culture, the legacies of the trainings of who belongs and who doesn't have very, very subtle manifestations in our time and in our own lives. And so the work of really acting to disrupt those legacies and to intervene in ways that create more thriving opportunities for all of us is work that can be engaged in, I think, not only throughout our lives and in distinct ways wherever we are, that's one part of the message that I am here to convey. This is work that throughout our lives can be de dealt with and engaged in in distinct ways wherever we are. So there's work for you too.
Um, but also that there are different dimensions to the work. There's the personal piece that I, we've been talking about over the course of these sessions, the personal practices for meditation, for grounding, for building compassion. And we would add to that, we might add to that mindful communication practices. And we've alluded to how we might grow in our ability to listen to each other, to hear each other's perspectives without judgment or with little knowing that there's a difference between reacting automatically and responding with some thoughtfulness to what we're learning. And so there can be a way in which mindfulness can just support us in listening, uh, but it can also support us in the, the communication, the speaking that we have to do or may be called to do in the interests of creating more access and opportunity for all. We're gonna have to have courageous conversations. We're gonna have to call forth that part of us that might be a little bit afraid. And so mindfulness can support us in, in you know, really deepening our ability to, to um, make the most of the power that we all have. Because no matter where we are in these systems, sometimes we can feel like, well, what can I do? And actually that's a legacy of oppressive systems to make us feel like, well, we can't do much about these things. We can only do much about the really specific work right before us. And so mindfulness can help open up the sense that wherever we are, whatever our formal role in any system or structure, we have power, we have innate power. That power that comes with inherently belonging on the earth and the, the, the life force that animates each of us wherever we are, whether it's in families or workplaces, whether we're in leadership roles or we're supporting others, we all have some ability to make a difference. And so that right use of our own power, no matter where we are, no matter what our identity in a different given space, that's part of what we want to be drawing on when we think about this, uh, the, the work of taking action for equitable change. And so the right use of power sometimes is about speaking up when our voice may carry greater weight because of the positionality that we bring into a space. The right use of power may be about pulling back and listening. Right. And mindfulness can help us discern when it might be one and when it might be the other. And knowing that, you know, it's going to vary depending on the time, circumstances and places that we're in. Um, mindfulness can assist, assist us in other ways as well. One, another way I really want to highlight is that when we do this work of equity, drawing on our personal practice, deepening our interpersonal practices and then turning toward collective work. What are the policies that we might need to change? Our hiring policies, our training policies, our promotion policies, so that um, we are evolving in deepening our ability to really embed the values that we hold. So they're not abstractions. They're not just part of a mission statement, but they show up in how we are in, um, you know, specifically how we train folks, how we interview folks, what it is that we actually list as the skill sets and capabilities and capacities um, that we want our our workplace to really uh, make manifest and to value and to um, uplift um, as valuable capacities in this place. So changing how we do things is important and it's actually not as easy as talking about it. And so that the personal, the interpersonal and the collective work of change can well be supported by these practices of mindful engagement. Um, so as we continue this journey, the journey of this inner MBA and this, this full course, uh, 
I really want to support you in really seeing how the practices of mindfulness that we engage in on our own, that we may bring to our interactions with others one-to-one and in groups, really can be a beautiful support for these um, collective, systemic, institutional, broader efforts we might make to really do the work of change. And um, one example of that that I just want to highlight as we begin to bring this series of conversations to a close, a specific example is about what I call in my work in writing, um, rotating the center of our concern. And that is a particular kind of practice where we're, we're recognizing that each of us, we come into the world with, um, you know, I would almost, I often call it original medicine. Medicine that comes from the fact that we came from a particular heritage, background, community. We each have some specific contributions to make, as well some way in which we are not aware of other people and their specific experiences, journeys, legacies, heritages. So we need each other to really learn more of what might help us make the most of the opportunities presented by our diverse, differentiated communities and workplaces. And yet, listening to each other's perspectives, the cognitive dissonance that can arise, the sense that actually this particular way is the way, right? So that we keep we keep reinforcing patterns of of you know privileged voices or centered voices and traditionally marginalized voices continue to be on the outside. To disrupt those kinds of patterns, we need specific intentional practices. And I use the phrase rotating the center of our concern to support us in that. And it sort of just means what it suggests. That is, we recognize that my concern may be, for example, with Black women's experiences in this particular workplace. I'm, I'm there to ask, how are women of color being recruited, supported, mentored, et cetera? Because I, for example, am cisgendered and heterosexual, I might miss the opportunity to ask the question, how are LGBTQ uh, you know, queer members of our community doing? How are transgendered members of our community doing here? And for me to sort of recognize, yes, some of those members are women of color like me, but some aren't, and I will benefit my sense of um, understanding of what there is, uh, what justice requires, what equity requires in this workplace will be benefited by me rotating the center and allowing and inviting someone else's experience to take the center and for mine to come to the margin for a bit. Doing that and trusting that we can do that together, that there will be a place for me too. And that as I listen and as I deepen my ability to be there for others, I'm building the capacity in this group for us to, in trustworthy ways, um, support each other, not in simply being allies, which is important, standing up for each other, but really seeing in solidarity that you, what's, what your pain and your suffering um, must be met for all of us together to transform the world. So when we see the links between my outcomes and yours and see that um, they they intertwine at a certain point, that I think is the, 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 the manifestation. When we see that, when we can work together from that place, then we're really on the pathway of building communities that can take on right the new challenges, the new conflicts that will arise from a place of trustworthy groundedness in the capacity to work together for change.